I'd like to read from Matthew's Gospel. It's Matthew chapter 16, and we'll read from verse 13. This is God's word. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. There's lots of great things in this short passage, and you'll be glad to know there's just a wee sentence that I want us to look at. Hopefully for not too long. Traditionally, there's, there's two sermons uh, at, uh, at this uh, service, but we're only having one. But I don't know if that means I can preach this twice as long or not. Well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And if I want to have a look at the statement where it says, Jesus says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell, or the gates of Hades, will not overcome it. That's one, so we'll have a wee look at that tonight. Now, you all know Garth really well, but I, I know his dad very well, and his dad is actually very handy uh, with his hands. There's lots of things he can do. And he even made me a walking stick one time. I have no idea why he made me a walking stick. And, uh, well, he did. He tried to push me off a mountain one time, but that's, that's another story. And uh, But really handy with his hands. If you need anything done in your house, just say to Garth and, and Kenny will come down and fix it. But I've done something that Kenny McLean hasn't done. I have built a house. I have built a house. I've built an actual house, an actual size of a house. A house. I've done it myself. And I've got a picture of it here for you now. That's it. <laughs> it's an igloo. Uh, and I built it about three weeks ago for a holiday Bible club. And uh, I thought to myself, I was looking at the internet and I thought, this is dead easy. Uh, there's lots of people have built this, and and, uh, and they make it look really easy. So I thought, I'll build it. And uh, I'll need about 20, 200, I thought, uh, milk cartons. And so I said to the congregation in Strand, we need about 200 milk cartons, so, so will you get 200? 800 milk cartons. <laughs> 800. I burnt myself umpteen times with a stupid glue gun uh, to make that. And, uh, but when it was built, it looked well. And it looks a wee bit dodgy there, but it did look well. And uh, so much so that Stormont Presbyterian said, Danny, that is such a wonderful igloo. Can we borrow it for our holiday Bible club? And I said, certainly. Now, their holiday Bible club is the 13th of August. They're not getting it. And the reason they're not getting it is it's fallen down. And it melted with all this heat. The top started to cave in, and then the side started to cave in. That was the first problem. The second problem, it began to smell. You would think if folk were giving you milk cartons, they would have taken the milk out of it. I'm telling you, it smelled. It was awful. And so we, we had a funeral yesterday in, in Strand, and folks said to me, whatever you do, Danny Rankin, you get rid of that igloo. And uh, they barred me eventually from the dump. Uh, I was going there often. 
it was a nuisance. I had a go at it. I thought it was going to be really useful. I thought it was going to be good at it. And I was hopeless at it. Thankfully, Jesus didn't say to Peter, I want you to have a go at building the church and hopefully it'll be successful. Thankfully, that's not what he said because if that's what he said, that's what Jesus would have got. Something, you built an igloo that wasn't anything to do with snow. You built an igloo with with milk cartons that weren't cleaned out. You built an igloo of milk cartons that you didn't glue properly together and therefore it caved in. It's really not acceptable. But sometimes as churches and sometimes as ministers, we tend to do that. We tend to think that we will build the church and hopefully it'll be successful and hopefully God will bless it. And then we wonder why we don't have the right materials. We wonder why it begins to smell or go off. We wonder why it collapses in on itself. You wonder why it didn't look like that in YouTube. And, 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 and it just doesn't work. So there's three things from this passage I want us to have a look at. There is a great encouragement for Gareth. And it's a great encouragement for Orangefield. And it's a great encouragement to first spell money tonight and for all of us actually no matter where we're from and the first thing is Jesus says I will build my church thankfully this church is the Lord's church this is who he is the king of the church thankfully we're not building Garth McLean's church and for first ball money you're probably thinking what are we going to do without Garth he's been wonderful for the last five years he has blessed us in so many ways not only him but the family and you're maybe thinking what are we going to do now What will the future look like for us? And the answer is actually, Garth was with you for five years, but it was always the Lord's church. And maybe for Orangefield, you're really excited. You're thinking, what's going to happen now? Garth is here and and great things will happen. I want to assure you that the Lord was with you before Garth came and the Lord will be with you as Garth comes because this is the Lord's church. And that's really important because sometimes as churches, We tend to compete. We tend to to compare. And how can we compare if it's the Lord's Church? It doesn't really matter whether you're Orangefield Presbyterian or First Ballon Money or Strand. It doesn't really matter whether you're Presbyterian or Methodist or Brethren or Baptist. God has promised to build his church. This is his church. And therefore we can be encouraged that we're part of his church. And therefore, we don't have to panic. You know, will Gath drop the ball? We don't have to panic. What are we going to do without Gath? We don't have to panic. What's going to happen next? Because things hasn't, haven't changed. God has promised to build his church in this place. God has promised to build his church in Balamani. And because it's his church, we can be sure that God doesn't need the internet. We can be sure that God doesn't use things that, that are not right, that are, that are not proper, that, that are shady or dodgy. We don't need any of those things because God is promising to build his church. This is his church, and that's why we're able to rejoice. That's why we're able to be full of confidence tonight, whether we're from Ballymoney or Orangefield or wherever we're from, because this is God's place, and that's a great encouragement. The second thing about it is this that God promises that he will build his church. In other words, we expect his church to grow. 
When I was a wee boy, every week my mum used to take me to visit my granny. I think I went with, there was five of us in our house. But my mum almost always took me because I didn't moan the way that my sisters could moan. And therefore I went to visit granny. And I used to dread going to visit my granny. It's terrible to say that. Uh, the reason for that was her tea was far too strong. And she never bought me any sweets. She always had biscuits that I didn't like, and the tea was just so, so strong. But the main reason I didn't really like visit my granny, if the truth be known, is she said every week, Oh, Daniel, you've grown since I saw you last. <laughs> and I used to think, Oh, every single week. Now, if my granny could see me now, she'd say, Daniel, you've grown a lot. <laughs> I haven't got any taller, but I've got a very tall across, as some would say. And, and, uh, you know, but Granny always said that. And I used to think, what's she talking about? But, but thankfully, as a wee boy, I grew to be a bit taller. Because that's what we do. That's natural for us. Uh, from babies to, to toddlers, to going to school, to going to secondary school, to go to university, whatever we're doing. We tend to grow and we tend to mature. I, I belong to a wee football club in East Belfast. In fact, it's the best football club in East Belfast. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Dundella. And we sold a piece of land. Uh, last year, this time last year and the builders came in in September and when it came November time they had a wee break, they were coming back in, November, in, in, in February they haven't come back and so anytime I talk to people and, someone, and, and I tell people I'm from Dundella Football Club the first thing they always say is what are they doing at the pitch? What are they doing at your ground? And the reason for that is nothing is happening when builders are coming in, you expect them to build. If you're getting an extension to your house and, and you bring the builders in, and after a year they've laid two bricks, you'll be concerned. You'll be worried. In fact, you'll be cross because the work is not progressing. So when we talk about building, we expect things to happen. Of course, this is a beautiful building, uh, and of course it is. But Orangefield Presbyterian is not this building. This building was built as a tool for evangelism and discipleship. This building was built and, and, and revamped to help people find Jesus and to help those who find Jesus to become more like Jesus. The church is not this building, and you know that and I know that, and that's true for Bally Money too. The church are the people, and God expects us to grow. And he expects us to grow because he does the growing. He does the growing. He's the one who works in us. And, and the way the church grows is two ways. We, we grow in numbers. We should expect numbers to, to, to people come here to be saved, whether it's Bally Money or here. We should expect people to come and find Christ. And the exciting thing for Bally Money is to remind you that the Lord will continue to bless you. Uh, this has been a time of vacancy here in, in Orangefield, and it's just been filled tonight. And, but it was a year of vacancy. And 30 new communicants came into Orangefield last year. I'm not saying that to be boastful, because it's, I'm, I'm, I'm an outsider. I'm, I'm from another wee church. But I'm saying that to encourage the folk in Ballon Money, that God continues to build his church. And that will be true for you as you continue to trust him. But he builds in numbers, so the church grows, but it also builds in maturity. He expects us as Christians, as we spend time with him, that we become more and more like him. So hopefully, from this time last year, the folk in Orangefield have become more like Jesus. They've become more Christ-like in, in, in their attitude to one another, and their attitude to the world, and their attitude to him. 
God expects us to grow because God waters us and God blesses us. God fills us with his spirit. And so God says, I will build my church. This is God's church. And he tells us that his church will grow, it will mature, and it will get bigger. And again, because we know it's his church and because we know that he is doing this, there is no sense of competition with other churches. It's a sense of what God is doing here. Last September, Strand Presbyterian, where, where, where I'm a minister down in Sydney, we started a, 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 a girls' brigade for the first time. And we had 14 young girls join the girls' brigade. I was buzzing, absolutely buzzing, that we had as many as 14 in our GB. And so the very first night, it was a Monday night, I thought I would phone Pamela McCool. Pamela McCool is the GB captain in Market Hill Presbyterian. And I phoned, I said, look, Pamela, we've just started uh, a girls' brigade, and we had 14, yes, 14 new members tonight. We're buzzing. And she said, Danny, that's brilliant. Our GB started tonight, and uh, we're starting back tonight. Uh, and we've got 155 members. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, the great thing is, both of us were really excited. We were buzzing that there was 155 girls who come back to the GB company in Market Hill. And 14 girls have come for the first time in, Mar- in, in Strand. It's not about who's got the bigger company or who's got the better leaders or who has this or who has that. This is God's church. And because it's God's church, it says his church will grow. And it's not about competition. It's about being rejoicing together in him. And the third and final thing about the church is the church is a victorious church. If you go to conferences nowadays, particularly if you go to PCI conferences, PCI conferences are one of the the most difficult things to go to. The first 10 minutes of a PCI conference... They tell you how bad things are. You know, they tell you the numbers are going down and, and uh, the number of children being baptized are going down, the number of new members are going down. Uh, the only thing going up with the folk who are leaving the church, uh, that's going up. And, and, and it's all doom and gloom, and it drives me nuts. If, if, I, if I cope with the first 10 minutes, I tend to stay. I, I struggle to cope with the first 10 minutes. And I just think to myself, that's, that's not what we should be talking about. Now, we shouldn't be giving a false picture. I mean, we shouldn't give a false picture. Of course we shouldn't. But at the same time, we need to recognize, what is this about? If the numbers are awful in PCI, if, if, if the, the, the churches are closing or the churches are, are diminishing, what we need to be saying is this. What are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? Rather than than coming up with uh, new ideas, we should be thinking, wait a minute, if this is God's church, and if God promises to build his church, he also promises that the church will be victorious. It says the gates of hell, the gates of Hades will not overcome it. The picture is is the church advancing, and and, and Satan is trying to hold them back, but but he can't, because the church is too powerful and too victorious. And, and therefore, it's a church that's victorious that's going forward. Whereas very often we, we have a picture of the church, and sometimes we promote a picture of the church where we, we need to stay strong and faithful. Let's keep the doors closed. Let's, 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 let's hold on to what we have. And we panic because we think that, that if we don't do this or don't do that, people might leave and, and, and people might not like us anymore. Or people, you know, and we hold on to things and, we, and, we, and we, we're panic-stricken. It's not the picture that, that, that uh, Jesus gives here. The picture that Jesus gives here is the victorious. 
We shouldn't be afraid of society. We shouldn't be afraid of what society should think. We should take our example from Jesus. When Jesus went around, he spoke, and he always spoke the truth, and he always spoke the truth in love, and, and, and many people followed him, but also many people left him. Many people thought what he said was wonderful, and other people thought what he said was awful. And he recognized that. But Jesus died on the Friday, and he rose victorious on the Sunday, victorious over sin, victorious over Satan, and victorious over death itself. We have a victorious church, and we should be encouraged by that. And therefore, there may be lots of hard things that we have to do here in Orangefield. There's estates here that that are maybe uh, struggling, they maybe struggle to accept the gospel. Should we be nervous about that? Not at all. Should we be nervous about the way forward for us? No, we shouldn't. Balan money, you may be thinking, oh my goodness, will we get a minister as good as Gareth? That'll be easy. No, I mean, uh, (laughs) and uh, you know, you you may be thinking, how are we going to replace Gareth? It's going to be a nightmare, and, and you begin to panic. I wonder who's out there. I wonder what students are coming through. I wonder, wonder what people are there. I wonder if anybody would be interested. And, and there's a panic in that. Is listen, you're a victorious church because you belong to Christ, and he's promised that you will grow. And so whether you're Orangefield, or whether you're Balamone, or whether you're Strand, or wherever you might be, isn't it great that Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not stand against it.